If you find it a struggle to lose weight, do you think you would be motivated to, you know, drop a few pounds if you were paid money to do it? We'll be talking about that in a few minutes with the Health Report's Dr Norman Swan, who joins us now. Norman, good morning. Hi, Patricia. Okay, I'm really interested in that, but let's just start on the National Cabinet meeting and Medicare reform, which was top of the agenda. They walked out, they said they're working on it, they've got their report, but what actually happened? Was much achieved? Well, not, I don't know whether I don't know how much was achieved. You could certainly got a push from New South Wales and Victoria politically to do something about this. They want to increase. They see some sort of magic nirvana in having pharmacists prescribing as a solution to uh, the problem. Um, and it's it's not entirely clear how wide how wide angled the states' approach to this is, because the states have had ample opportunity over many decades to fund primary care themselves, do something about it. Victoria does fund primary care through community health centres, but an integrated approach, there's a huge amount in it for for state governments. And I think that they are also looking to the federal government, as usual, to pay for things when they could be involved. So there's a lot of discussion to happen at a political level and uh, and a lot of game playing. But the report itself is interesting. Now, just to be clear here, this is a report from a group of people chaired by the minister um, about what should, you know, what could and should and could happen moving forward. The minister has um, you know, kept his powder dry saying, you know, this is a matter for the budget, it's going to cost a lot of money. But just to, and everybody's bringing out certain highlights. So the College of GPs is bringing out highlights saying more funding for, ex- for extended consultations, for example, and people are cherry picking it. But essentially, if you look at the report as a whole, it's about a primary health care system and that trips off the tongue. What we're talking about with primary health care is where you go in the community for your health care. It could be a physio, it could be a pharmacist, it could be a GP, and it's largely general practice, but not exclusively. And the uh, and I'll do my cherry picking here. Um, they're they're you know they're talking about an increased involvement in population health. In other words, more community involvement to actually improve the health of the community. They really like the uh, community controlled health service model in Aboriginal communities. Want to strengthen that, and there's a hint that that, that could elements of that could be applied to non-Indigenous communities. They want to reduce fragmentation. They want to improve data and digital technology so GPs can share information by default. Um, the people working out there in primary care can share their their data uh, seamlessly. There's a very important suggestion called um, a recommendation, which is about something called voluntary patient registration. And you and I and the community will be talking about that much more in the months to come. This is where if you've got a chronic illness, which is not going to go away, you can register with one GP or or a general practice, and you're, you you will receive bundled health care that's integrated and not fragmented uh, through this voluntary patient registration, and there'll be incentives in the practice. And then money is really important here. GPs are not getting paid enough, but the p- report really does address the fact that it's the practice that needs as much as anything, more money and putting incentives in place for more integrated team-based care. And then there's this issue of scope of practice. And what that's about is almost nobody in primary care is working to the level at which they were trained. So GPs are doing blood pressure and looking in kids' ears. They could be doing much more consultative diagnostic work. 
nurses could be looking in kids' ears and doing prescribing for antibiotics and, what, and working much more independently within general practice. There's an important role for pharmacists, but as you and I discussed before, you've got to be careful if you give them prescribing rights because there's a conflict of interest. But there are legislative regulation barriers and others for people working to the scope of their practice. Because if everybody was working to the scope of their practice, people would be happier, more satisfied, um, and patients would be happier um, because they're getting access to high quality care. And that's just my cherry pick. Well, we invited you to cherry pick because that's what you're entitled to do on this program when you're talking about things that you're noticing. I just want to talk about that story that I uh, shared at the beginning of our chat. Um, Researchers in the United States have been investigating whether people will lose weight if they are paid. What did they find? Well, it's a trial which we're covering tonight on the health report. So essentially what they found was, and this is in disadvantaged groups, who, and that's where obesity dominates in countries like Australia and the United States. So they paid people to, for two things. They, looked, so for two, they did two incentive programs. One is paid you to attend a weight loss program and change your behaviour according to that weight loss program or paid you for the amount of weight that you lost, a bit like Biggest Loser. And, um, and what they found in brief was that if they paid you to lose weight, you did lose weight, but it wasn't sustainable. If they paid you to get into a program which changed your behavior and which was much more fundamental, that did seem to last longer. So a simplistic approach to financial incentives doesn't work. And there's been a lot of work on financial incentives for a lot of behavior change in Mexico and other parts of the world. So it does work to some extent. You just got to be careful what you pay for. Very interesting stuff. Definitely worth listening to your your story on the health report. Thanks, Norman. You're welcome. Uh, Dr. Norman Swan is a voice that you are familiar with, the co-host of the Health Report, which airs on RN at its new time of 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. New time. There's a new lineup. Times worth getting your head across. But of course, the ABC Listen app is, of course, always available for all of the stories that you hear on RN if you can't be there at the actual time. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.